0: Now that the business is done with Mr. Deeds, it's time for Jack and Josh to become the Master of the Skies. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hello, and welcome back to another week delving into the history of Happy Madison. I'm Jack Gregson. Joining me as always is Josh Pappenheim.
1: Hello. Yes, I'm here. I'm here for this.
0: Each week, your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. But this time, we're not alone.
2: Hey. Hello. (laughs) That's right. That
0: that voice you can hear. It's only comedian and host of Eddie Hurst's podcast version of The War of the Worlds. Eddie Hurst! It's me!
2: (laughs) (laughs) In my head, I still think maybe I should have a different name and really plow into Eddie Hurst's podcast version (laughs) of the War of the Worlds and just introduce it as something else. (laughs) I don't know, it's like a tribute to a friend who died or something. That'd be like... Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, get the tear jerking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Larry Jacobs version of Eddie Hurst's
2: version of... (laughs) (laughs) I like that the name you gave me was Larry Jacobs. (laughs) Larry
0: Jacobs is my go-to alias. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, now you've ruined any heist you want to do in future.
2: That's true. You've done a Paul McCartney, because didn't he have a secret name that he then told everyone? Wings. That was
1: Wiggles. Secret. Wings. The Wiggles, oh, wings. Yeah, The wings. Wiggles
2: were the band the Beatles could have been. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did you guys see that Wiggles video that went viral recently, where it was just them singing the word poppadom over and over again? <laughs> no! With a Indian dancer, and it's just... A horrible horrible horrible
2: thing to witness
1: it sounds I mean, deeply like boomer racist speak, yeah. s-
2: speaking of appropriating uh, Indian culture with less than ideal uh. results uh. what a film what well a yeah film. So, I mean wow what a way to
0: jump into <laughs> to this let's let back up a little bit the film we're talking about this week is the master of disguise the
1: master of disguise
0: Josh, you ha- do you have an IMDb synopsis or do you have a synopsis of your own?
1: Uh, I've got one of my own, but if seeing as we haven't done that in weeks, <laughs> I can look for. If you can find a bad IMDb synopsis, that's what
0: I'm all about these days. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I fair really enough. like that.
1: All right. I've got the worst one. <laughs> an Italian waiter fights off a criminal mastermind with his inherited powers of disguise. I think that's pretty succinct. <laughs>
0: I mean that—that that is that is the film.
1: It doesn't really delve into the true horror between the lines of what it said.
0: <laughs> before we get into it, I just want to delve into the stats, though. This is uh, directed by Perry Andelin Blake. Hmm. This is his only film he's directed. What? Um, <laughs> but before that, he was a production designer on a film we've covered, Little Nicky. Oh.
1: Um, this isn't the same, or was the production designer the guy, the Ozzy Osbourne guy? Yeah. It's the same o- guy?
0: Yeah, so uh, well, I think we didn't actually mention this on the, on Mike before, but Ozzy Osbourne liked the production design so much in Little Nicky when he was working on it that he hired this guy to design his next tour.
2: <laughs> 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 That's amazing.
0: Then get, yeah, so moved on to- <laughs> Bigger so, and better things. Yeah, clearly. Finally, it's actually quite astounding that Ozzy doesn't make a cameo in this. Wow. It definitely feels like he could have been one of the disguises. Yeah, true. Yeah, he would have been a good shower, actually. We'll get on to those disguises, though. <laughs> uh, so the film stars Dana Carvey, uh, Jennifer Esposito, Harold Gould, James Brolin, and Brent Spiner, which was released on the 2nd of August, 2002... Made on a budget of 16 million and domestically earned 40.3 million.
1: (laughs) That is insane.
0: (laughs) Um, Worldwide, it earned 43.4 million. So it made 3.4 million more than the domestic amount. Oh, I see. Oh, I thought it was. No, no, no. We have this confusion every week.
1: (laughs) 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 Um. It's because you need to say you say international. Just say in total. In, in total, yes.
0: It opened at number three at the domestic box office behind Signs and uh, rival film Austin
2: Powers in Goldmember.
1: Um, I mean, we'll get onto this, but that <laughs> yeah. that is throughout, isn't it? That,
2: that's a real twist of the knife for yeah. this film's reception. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it had
0: a, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of one percent.
1: But can I stop you there? Yeah. Or I don't need to stop you. It's just an interjection. Or, so I was looking at that, but on Amazon again, the arbiter of reviews, it has a four point five stars. Good. I've told you not <laughs> to look five. at
0: those Amazon reviews. Huh? I, 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 told I stand you not by to look them. I them. think they're right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Yeah, you don't want what. Rotten Tomatoes, you don't want the elites telling us what to think, you want no, the, people. the people
2: well I, what I like about Amazon reviews as well is that often it won't actually be the content of the film, it'll be the literal DVD case that you get <laughs> <laughs> so like if it is a fully functioning DVD or the, <laughs> the speed you, of the delivery, Yeah, Just yeah it like came right, in a day five stars in a box great
1: i rented this and i could watch it immediately
0: (laughs) i believe it's also the only film we're covering that is on imdb's bottom 100 movies of all time
2: wow (laughs) it's an honor to be invited on for this thank you
1: (laughs) yeah welcome (laughs)
0: Uh, it's the same as last year I mean it's the same as last week's uh, year because uh, Mr. Deeds was also a 2002 movie but just to give you guys some context, other comedies from 2002, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Jackass the movie, the aforementioned Austin Powers and Goldmember and of course Mr. Deeds so that's kind of the comedy landscape we're dealing with Hmm. not sure how this one holds up to them all
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you can't really say holds up because that would imply that it has was holding anything to begin with that's true that's true. <laughs> <It's> very true <laughs> rather than it being born as a steaming pile of shit and continue, <laughs> continuing to be a steaming pile of shit no matter uh, what it's up against <laughs> uh,
0: Eddie, as, as you are our guest can you can you tell me your history with adam sandler and his world of production that yes. we have delved into
2: so when you when you got in touch and like I've been following the podcast um i I used to be a huge I mean I say used to for a reason uh I used to be a huge adam Sandler fan um when I was a younger lad with like tea, I think I was about maybe ten eleven twelve when um when it was like peak peak Madison um so I know it's not a happy Madison film but Big Daddy. Mm. Uh, Little Nicky. That sort of time was when I started watching films that had swear words in, which was very exciting. I was like, what? You can't say that on on a movie film, and they did, they did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so these were like my these are like my informative films, and there was anger management as well. And I think Mr. Deeds was probably the first one I watched that I was like, oh, that was all right um rather than rather than i didn't know little Nikki absolutely loved um and my family were big fans of juice Bigelow. um it's like, such a family film i was gonna my- say your family <laughs> yes i don't know why but my pet pa- i think like i i used to be allowed to watch ruder and higher like rated things if they were meant to be funny mm. so, i think i had the same thing because
0: so me and my dad used to watch beavers and butthead a lot yeah but like I remember, uh, I think the f- only thing they, they didn't worry about, sort of, swear, but they, they, they were worried about sex, so I don't think Juice Bigelow would have made it through, not that he actually has sex within the movie.
1: No, never. Um, well, yeah, my grandma made... took me to see American Pie 2 in the <laughs> <cinema. laughs> My so... mum and
0: I went to see uh, The Aristocrats together. Oh,
2: shit! <laughs> wow! <laughs> what do you call a show like that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jack and his mum. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think her review was like, I just don't think the joke's that funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> that's sad.
2: Yeah, that was uh, so big. Sandler fans when I was younger, um, and I still, I still like Adam Sandler, um, but I, uh, le- less so the films that he's in. <laughs> <And> like, because <laughs> like, the other day I saw a clip of him performing not too long ago, like a cover of Werewolves of London. Um, oh, wow. If you know, like a, a sort of camp rock song, the Warren
0: Zevon song.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he he storms it, absolutely. Like what a joy! I remember this, and you know, uncut gems as well is fucking great. Um, Should be Halloween. Yeah. Oh, well, I've not seen that yet. So. <laughs> Both films of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Master of Disguise was a funny. I didn't know until you'd said that it was Happy Madison. Um, it was one of those like I'm definitely showing my age here, but y- you know, like if you went into a video rental place or Blockbuster. Mm. And there was, like, a cassette that you walk past and you're like, what, what's, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and you never rented it. Like, there was this and another one called Munchie that was clearly oh, an E.T. rip Oh, Munchie. I, I've n- never watched it. I don't Munchie know I-
0: has a sequel called Munchies, which is, obst- <laughs> like, the first one is, like, a sort of joyous sort of, like, oh, look at this cute alien. Second one, straight-up horror film.
2: It's just like Alien and Aliens. Yes. That tonal <laughs> shift.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what you want. It's very funny that... I have the exact same history with this movie. Oh shit, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I remember just always seeing this on the DVD shelves and being like, Dana Carvey was in Wayne's World.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. shan't
0: be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, similar to my sort of history with Joe Dirt as well, where it was like, I would see the film at the video store and be like, oh, oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never going to watch this ever. No, I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever had that with the video stores, but I, because I do love a shit film constantly at any time, I have seen clips of this film, but I've never brought myself to watching it until until now. (laughs) (laughs) Until now. Um, Yeah, so it sort of exists in its own world of like YouTube clips and people going like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It is is quite
0: like... I feel like it's an appropriate movie to watch in 2020, because it sort of <laughs> mirrors the
2: mood of the nation. <laughs> it's Yeah. But I had a friend who loved this film and explained to me in great detail of great joy the scene of the Turtle Club as if it was the funniest fucking thing he uh... had ever seen. And I still didn't watch it after that. <laughs> I <was> still like... <laughs> eh, eh. And um, I wasn't wasn't really at an age where I should have been able to discern quality.
1: But But even then you were like, no, (laughs) I'm not having this.
2: Maybe I'll watch it one day for a (laughs) podcast when I know what one of those is.
1: Not before marriage. (laughs) No. Never Never. watching this film before
2: marriage. No. No. Rude. (laughs) It's
0: it's to be shared with your wife or husband.
2: (laughs) Yeah. as long as they've got a big butt. Oh god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get into let, 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 let's get into it. I think we've got all our histories of this movie. Let's um let's just talk right up, let's jump right in on those big butts. Why is
1: the film so obsessed with big butts? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I think it is it is it an Italian stereotype? Is that what they're playing on? I don't know. That's I mean, all I'm trying think, to think, think. Is it?
0: So let's, yeah, let's talk about that as well. So the film stars Dana Carvey as Pistachio (laughs) Disguisey. Yeah, famous
2: American comedian. Famous
0: American American 47-year-old comedian playing a sort of, maybe 20-something?
1: I would say, yeah, he's meant to be 23. Maybe 30 tops.
0: I don't think he's hitting 30. I think he's supposed to be quite young. So, he, Dana Carvey wrote this movie with Harrison Goldberg, mm. who uh, co-wrote *Juice Bigelow*. Yeah. So, so this, we've so, got creme de la creme, right. strong stock here. <laughs> and this is um, this is Dana Carvey's first film since 1994. So he's been he's been off our screens for eight years.
1: What was his last film before
0: uh, *Trapped in Paradise*? The uh, sort of. Crime caper comedy with him, Nicolas Cage, and John Lovitz.
1: That sounds great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know what you'll be watching next. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're going to go out, I guess go out on a high and then come back
2: with (laughs) Master of Disguise. He's like he's an astronaut, he's never the same. After you've you've worked with Cage, you you lose all grip on on quality (laughs) and reality
0: this is his sort of big comeback movie and i think it's very clear that he saw his former saturday night live co-star mike myers make an absolute mince with the austin powers movies and said i can do that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i
0: don't know if you know that they had a bit of a falling out
2: did they? Ah, that yeah. makes a lot more sense. I was gonna. That was one of my notes. I was like, "Have they? Is are they all right?" Because he, like, the first impression he does in this film is of Mike Myers and, yeah. as, as Shrek. Shrek.
0: Shrek. He does a Shrek impression that is intended to fall flat, as if to say, "Shrek ain't funny."
2: Yeah, <laughs> but also, but you... I didn't. I mean, I didn't think the impression was. It, it was all right, <laughs> you know. I didn't think it was like I mean, a spot impression. I mean.
0: It's definitely in the offensive realm. Yeah. As so much of this movie is. <laughs> yeah. His doing a Eddie Murphy impression certainly doesn't feel like... It's also such a strange impression because it's not lines from the movie. It's sort of paraphrased quotes from the Shrek movie. It's not making fun of Shrek. It's just doing a sort of Shrek impression that a young kid doesn't find funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I suppose what he's trying to be down with the kids and talk to that kid the idiot kid and try and be like I'm on your level the idiot kid who introduces
0: himself as he's not a sporty kid yet for the rest of the film he is trying to (laughs) ride a skateboard constantly
1: on the (laughs) really weird set
0: Yes! yes. <laughs>
2: Isn't set- it so strange that a production designer directed this film? <laughs> it looks awful. That they could either get a director or him as a production designer. They could not <laughs> get both of them. They had to use Sesame Street because PBS let them borrow it.
1: Yeah, What the fuck? That's so weird. It's
2: in another sort of weird
0: mirroring of uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey's career. Next year, Mike Myers goes on to star in a film... Directed by a production designer turned director, in uh, *The Cat in the Hat*. So, oh, yeah. and of course, I would say *The Love Guru* feels very similar to this.
1: Well, yeah, that one of my notes was like, "Kids, am I right in thinking this ended Dana Carvey's career?"
0: After this, he did not appear in another movie until *Jack and Jill*.
1: Oh, what, that's no. like ten years?
0: It's nine years. Nine years. Nine years in between.
1: So yeah, this effectively ended Dana Carvey's career for a very long time after he did an impression of an Indian man, <laughs> including blacking up. Yeah. But, uh,
2: to be fair, 2002, that was not a deal-breaker. Like, <laughs> no, no, I mean, look but, at Little Britain, look at Mighty Boosh. Oh blacking up was, not, was in many ways a requirement of yeah. comedy though. <laughs> Everyone loved it.
1: You wouldn't get commissioned unless he had a blacking up <laughs> no. scene. I <And> hey, look, <laughs>
0: um, Bigelow had a whiting up scene, so... That's true,
1: but that yeah, what year's White Chicks?
0: Uh two thousand and four. Okay, so, so still got
1: same a area, yeah. But yeah, Mike Myers also has his career ended, basically.
0: By playing a sort of strange yeah. character from a <laughs> foreign land. Yeah. They've made up now, because the big rift was that Dana Carvey thought that Mike Myers had stolen the Doctor Evil character.
2: Right. But wasn't Doctor Evil an impression of Lorne Michaels? It was. Well, Dana Carvey says it was his impression of Lorne Michaels. Oh, oh, well, fair enough. You know, <laughs> like, just, you know, that's uh, fair. That's fair. That's but it's sorry, fine. Uh, it's fine because
1: in this movie, he steals back Mini Me and dresses him up as yes. Mario. Yes. For some reason, <laughs> I don't
2: understand that, <laughs> and it's at the end of the film. We,
0: we'll get the to it. There's open. so
2: much to get to. <laughs> I don't. Why? So many scenes of the movie just in the credits, and in no other part of the film. There's a whole character. I can't I, actually. I can't. I think there was so, like there's a whole few characters. The, there's Groucho Marx, Gladiator, the guy who does the Toy Store, who quite yeah. frankly seems the most delightful master of the disguise, <laughs> who makes Dracula. it onto the poster. The Toy Store man
0: is on the poster.
2: Good and you know, God.
0: another character who is only in a deleted scene from the film, Captain America.
2: What? This is the first appearance of Captain America on film. (laughs) Oh, no. This is the start of the MCU. Canon. Not not only is
0: Captain America in this deleted scene, so is um, recently departed actress Naya Rivera in her first on-screen role.
3: What?
0: Um, Playing a young kid who asks, what's up with the Italian accent when uh, Captain America just speaks in Pistachio's voice? Um, Good God. And and then he just goes, America is a melting pot.
1: What a legacy.
0: (laughs) That's that's the alternate ending. Instead,
2: they went for the George Bush ending. How have they made... Offensive, like they've made that question of that little girl offensive. So he's saying <laughs> America is American part, and it's like that's re- that's what a message. Of course, all sorts of accents and all sorts of cultures can come to him. Why do you speak weird? It's yeah, like the one question everyone has on their lips during this film, they have managed to be like, well, no, now he's being racist. Yeah, yeah, oh, still it's, you. <laughs> it's
1: the same as the animal man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god <laughs> my question is for just on um, dana carvey because is he good enough impressionist to have a whole film based around him being able to impersonate people
1: short answer no <laughs> 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 just absolutely not
0: it's just it seems like i've seen stuff of him on SNL, I've seen obviously Wayne's Wild clips, and I've seen him doing George Bush Senior, which he sort of reprises in this film to do George Bush Junior, mm. and I've seen him do Church Lady, which he definitely slips into a little bit at one point in this movie when he's impersonating a woman from Texas because <laughs> this is definitely a
2: kid's film, right? I was going to ask that because I, could, I thought, right, this is a kid's film and then it started talking about butts and big butts <laughs> for a long time
1: and then i was like well that doesn't that's not for kids <laughs> it's the same situation as the animal again where jack and i were like this film would be great if it just went for that like disney all family aspect yeah 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 but i it think doesn't. this film <laughs>
0: kind of is trying to more than the animal is trying to mm. i think this film is i don't think the animal is made for kids i think the animal would be better if it was i think this film is definitely aimed at a, child audience yeah. even Dana Carvey's gone on record as saying I wanted to make a film for my kids
1: and this is what he picked <laughs> he must <laughs> you fucking hate poor kids, kids. <laughs> take them away they're <laughs> being abused <laughs> this is what I think of you
2: yeah. <laughs> my, this is the title that you deserve
0: <laughs> oh god
2: it's yeah. like if the quality of Peter Sellers' films were the same hatred he had for his child. <laughs> well, some of them were. Well, yeah, that's oh. true. That's true. What kid is
0: desperate to see that Robert Shaw impression? Yeah, what, kid, fucking... what kid? What uh, eight-year-old Scarface fan is laughing <laughs> <It's>... in the eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't understand what that... Uh, so many of the disguises do not make sense. Like just the choice of it is maddening. Like, why does he decide to to dr- be Scarface? Because for one, if you're an impressionist, surely that's like the the basic one. Like, I remember De Niro and Pacino were the basic impressions. Yeah. Ah, so if you're trying to yeah. show off your your cast, like your your skill as an impressionist, which I'm assuming this was meant to be sort of a platform for, why would you choose one the most basic one and two in a situation that? It, it, it is not. It does not need to be in. And and why does he have a shrunken head? That's
0: yeah. a good question. Why does That's he just his little
2: friend. Sh- There's so many questions in the film and no answers to be found. <laughs>
1: why does life, he sorry.
2: speak in Italian?
1: Yeah. <laughs> why
2: not. does he have his famous in... pistachio disguise?
0: <laughs> what is this? I, I know we gave the brief synopsis, but I feel like we need to delve into because this film is steeped in law. yeah no it's
1: true it even has you know a special book and it has an intro like the beginning of lord of the rings yeah it has a title card
0: the disguisey family are like a historical society of masters of disguise Which you know what? If you're a master of disguise, don't be called disguisey. That's the worst disguise. (laughs) No,
1: no, it's the best disguise because you wouldn't expect it. Plain sight. Yeah. (laughs) Also, what you're missing is they also seem to have time travel slash fortune telling powers,
2: and like (laughs) yeah, magic orb powers.
1: Yeah.
2: Which I thought was like what's that? uh, Like horror film with the with the ball with phantasm. phantasm. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, is that the fucking phantasm ball? (laughs) Called phantasm. who throws a ball <laughs> i mean what? you know what
0: i wouldn't be surprised if like at one point he dresses up as the guy from *Fantastic*. <laughs> because oh, it would feel like an appropriate costume for this audience
1: but they're kind of like yeah they're kind of like the assassin's creed where they're going through yeah. and they're changing history for the better like getting abraham lincoln elected
0: <laughs> for reasons Getting him elected through playing, I like to move it, move it. You know what? He's got my
1: vote. (laughs) (laughs) That president really can dance.
0: (laughs) To be honest, it doesn't seem far off something that Trump would do.
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah, they've got all these powers for reasons.
2: Yeah, so they, like, I I couldn't
1: understand this either.
2: So, like, they've got the... The, the disguises, so it's, they're able to blend in and become different people. But how they do that is by prosthetics and costume, which is not a hereditary thing. <laughs> That's not, you know, other than inheriting costumes, which <laughs> eBay, you could go on eBay. Because they but, do have <laughs> eBay in this world. We know that they have eBay. They've got Black Mark eBay, so they must have eBay. They
1: must have eBay. Uh, They
0: do have, though, the ability to chant, Become someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I do that every morning in the mirror, and it never (laughs) works. Become someone else. Become someone else. And then then they do become someone else. It's
1: true. Or the bit at the end where um, James (laughs) Brolin... Is Brent Spiner and then turns back into James Brolin which is (laughs) one of the most nightmarish animals I've ever seen. (laughs) It's like the bit in uh, one of the Harry Potters where the guy turns from a shark into a human (laughs) (laughs) and it's horrible. Because I saw James Brolin in the in like
2: the opening credits and I was like James James Brolin? So uh, and it is the James Brolin um, and at the same time he was on this, he was in Catch Me If You Can. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's where his career was for this year, uh, all over the show. But also, the whole joke of James Brolin in this seems to be that he was nearly cast as James Bond. Like, that's that's yeah. that's yeah, the background. Like, when I went on Wikipedia to look at James Brolin, that was the main thing that came in. He was cast as James Bond, and then they uncast him when Roger Moore came back. And this seems to be like Master of Disguise was. Well, we're going to let Brolin finally live out his dream
0: of, As an Italian of James being, Bond.
1: But it's like... like a monkey paw wish where it's yes! like, he gets to do it but at what cost?
0: <laughs> For James Brolin most of his uh, work in this film is just him sitting in a car, Mr.
1: <laughs> While he laughs and farts <laughs> Or, right, yeah does, Do you think he farts or he shits himself? I think he farts. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I thought that, but just the face he gives afterwards and the, un- the discomfort makes me feel like he shits himself. Because otherwise <laughs> this... it's fine, you know.
0: This film it F- does the impossible of making farts not funny. No. You <laughs> like, know what?
2: I thought that
1: was the funniest bit of the film. Really? <laughs> I laughed consistently every time he farted. Yeah, very quickly. How many times did we all laugh? And how many <laughs> times did we all fart? <laughs>
2: Because uh, I think I farted zero more than I laughed. Seven for laugh. fart. <laughs> seven for farts. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how, many, how many times did he fart? Maybe four or five times? <laughs> there was that. There's that bit at the end where he's running away and he
0: farts quite a bit. He farts like
1: five times in that okay, one stint. yeah. I, I I mean, just you, that could be just end. one fart <laughs> oh, being let uh, like, out different yeah. times. because like, uh,
0: he's running, so like he's probably got a clench and release while he's running.
1: We'll get into the philosophy of bodily excretions <laughs> later. Good. Um, I laughed once. OK. Eddie, how many times did you say you laughed?: I laughed I, I, I laugh nearly every time there was the fart. <laughs>
2: um, in the car, more or less because of um, Devlin Bowman, the character uh, yep. played by Data. Yeah, uh, that's all I took away from that. It's like Data looks strange as a human. I oh, know. Um, <laughs> um, the every... same year he was in Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> <laughs> going really well for him, but every because uh, he looked so disappointed in himself. <laughs> he should yeah. be not and in those... the credits, though.
1: He looked I like was think... having a fucking whale of a time yeah, in that's there. True.
0: That's I true. I think the closest I came to giggling was, um... Giggling. Yeah. <laughs> just, and it's just more, just for the pronunciation of the uh, narration, is just when the grandpa who narrates the movie just said, My grandson disguised himself as a lady."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just liked, laity! More oh, <laughs> momentarily in the sound booth. Yeah. Um. And,
0: um... I will say, just on, on costume wise, that's probably my favourite of the disguises, is the sort of old lady that he plays. Mm. Oh, Gamma, Gamma Num Nums, is yes. it. Nana Gum Gums, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Gamma Num Nums. <laughs>
2: Fucking hell.
0: I was more just sort of like, oh, the makeup's quite good. I liked him butting in in the conversation when Devlin Bowman was trying to ask her out, and I just liked he said, We don't want to go anywhere with you, melonhead.
2: Melonhead's <laughs> oh, a good insult. No, I
1: suppose it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I it love is. how how tickled uh, Jennifer Esposito was by that. That that ruined a take. Oh yes, like, that's true. It's the use of melon Melonhead as the word is what what set her off. Re- really? <laughs> and Brett yeah. Spiner looks at the camera really? as if to say why am I?
0: Yeah, I do not need this. Kill if only me. I didn't have to put
1: my kids through college. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, well, Jennifer Esposito is the one that I feel most sad for in this film, because this is three years after she's in one of my favourite films of that year, being Summer of Sam.
0: But Josh, don't worry, because a year later,
2: she's in Crash.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> hey, she bounces back. Oh,
0: Academy <laughs> Award winner Crash. Oh.
1: It's not the good crash. I want to watch people fucking cars, not taking on racism poorly. Harry
0: Potter's been mentioned in this, and I just wanted to say, like, there's a weird Harry Potter influence on the movie, I feel.
2: Yes, but only
0: for the first half. Yeah. For the first half, and especially in the opening credits, which is one of the longest and Dullest opening credit sequences literally, known my second to man.
1: Note, literally <laughs> my second note is why is this going on for so fucking long? And yeah. they it's think, so, is it meant to be
0: funny? It's I guess. so strange because it opens with this sort of, not good, but a sort of mystical score that seems to echo a Harry Potter Lord of the Rings sort of thing. Well, like, I got Sleepy Del- Hollow vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a fantasy kids
2: film. Dan- Danny what-
0: Elfman is definitely... Yeah. yeah, what they want, and then it delves into a horrible pop song that just keeps repeating the phrase "We're gonna have fun" <laughs> as <laughs> if to will you into having fun with the movie.
2: <laughs> if you say it enough, it might happen. It's We're trary. gonna have fun.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a song called "Fun" by Rose Falcon. I had to look
1: it up. Oh. Great.
0: great
2: name, great name. There's
0: <laughs> also on the soundtrack, there's about three different songs that mention the words Master of Disguise. <laughs> yes, yes. In- including the title song from the soundtrack, The Master of Disguise, mm. uh, sung by Vitamin C. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this <laughs> is, it's like, I know it's 2002, but it is possibly, that if you wanted to try and encapsulate everything that was, bad about the 90s this (laughs) film is a really good place to start for it
0: it's definitely yeah it's 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 strange that it came out in 2002 it doesn't feel like because we were talking last week about mr deeds and those films that came out like my big fat greek wedding or no no no, it was the yeah uh, uh, austin powers as well yeah yeah
1: and Jackass and jackass,
0: won. And these films felt like just couldn't be made at another time, they felt like so 2002-ish. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And this doesn't.
1: This, <laughs> this, is... this is the second film we've done that feels like it should have been a Jim Carrey film.
0: Well, it was offered to Jim Carrey. No! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he had sense. <laughs>
0: I think mean, he's probably doing me, myself, and Irene at this point. So. Oh, true.
2: It does Instead feel of... like that, though. It's like one of those '90s character comedian-driven. Yeah. Like it. it the the plot meant to be hung on these set pieces.
0: I'd say even earlier. I'd say like '80s, like yeah, starring yeah. like Bronson Pinchot, or like <laughs> some somebody from a TV show who they're like, oh, we'll put him in a movie. And nobody watched it. It even reminds me of... (laughs) Do you ever see Lenny Henry's Hollywood movie? No. No, I've heard
1: about it, though.
0: Yeah. Is is it called, like, True Identity? Yeah,
1: True Identity, Uh, yeah.
0: And he plays a guy who is... He's an actor, and he's undercover... He's got to go undercover because the mob want to hit him for some reason. Classic. So he goes undercover as a white man. Okay. And this was Lenny Henry's, like, big... Hollywood movie that like they were like Hollywood was like we're gonna give him a chance and then nobody watched nobody it nobody
1: fucking watched it
0: it was starred him this? and I think Frank Langella
2: wow, wow. <laughs> I, I know what I'm watching immediately after this <laughs> so Josh has got Trapped in Paradise You've
0: Got True Identity yeah. what is in store for me hopefully another film beginning with the letters TR
1: um, Tremors
2: yeah, oh,
1: that's quite. I was you've, thinking you've,
0: you've about watching Tremors the other day. Come best. off so quite well go. from this.
1: <laughs> you guys might.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. We don't know. It's Schrodinger's films. They could be yeah, good. Sure. Could be bad. I hated that opening sequence. <laughs> it was terrible. I've been trying to work out a way that we should best structure this talk because it's very easy to. We could spend like four hours talking about every single way in which this film is awful. So maybe we all do our top 5 terrible moments. I
0: guess I could pick 5 moments. Everything's as terrible as anything <laughs> yeah,
1: else. Yeah, that's true. I've got a
2: good I've got I mean I've got five. I feel five. like we're
0: we're all going to just have the same thing.
2: I don't know.
1: I may I don't know, man. There's so Sorry. many to pick from. Yeah. This,
2: there <laughs> is. I was just looking through going like, well, would that that's not really bad enough to go into my top 5. <laughs> maybe that's
1: top 6. But sure.
2: All right, who wants to start?
1: I think guests should start
2: first. Okay. Guests,
1: Not to put definitely. a huge amount of pressure on you. No, <laughs> but... sure. Um, so, what
2: is your number five? Number five. So, I think the the least worst of the worst bits um, is why Quinn from Jaws turns <laughs> up in this children's film, <laughs> like a film that is nearly forty years old at this point. I Not... have
0: this, the same note twice, and it is for this scene and for an earlier scene. Which is was the joke worth the music licensing? <laughs> 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 because they licensed the music from Jaws and the music from The Exorcist yes. to do two very poor jokes. No,
1: that that wasn't the right Exorcist music, was it? It was slightly off.
0: It they it then sort of goes into a
2: funky sort of tubular. Mm. Is it the is it the long version like the, oh, the Mike the... Oldfield the actual prog rock? The, like one right 20 levels. minute one yeah 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 oh, it could be. <laughs> they just take a segment of the <laughs> 20
1: cheaper
0: it's, it's such a strange moment because it's not really an exorcist parody scene it's a parody of it's not even a parody it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just
2: like look this scene looks like the exorcist there's no it's... joke in it no i feel with those bits like with quinn and with the exorcist joke um and there are others that don't come immediately to my head. It's They're trying to do the Wayne's World 2 thing of where... You know, Wayne's World 2 is basically... The plot is hung upon these moments of movie mm. parody. Mm. And I think they're trying to do that in that bit.
1: It could it's be. Not
0: quite as well. Oh, oh no. Like, like, the Jurassic Park bit in Wayne's World 2 is far funnier than anything yeah, yeah, yeah. in this movie. It's far more bizarre.
1: Mm. Or is it, like, if this is meant as a kid's film, are these the nods for the mums and dads?
0: The, like, Shrek-isms. Yeah, the (laughs) Shrek-isms. Like, when Shrek, like, makes a a reference to The Matrix or something. Yeah,
1: when everyone makes a reference to The Matrix from (laughs) 2000 (laughs) onwards. With, With Quinn as well, right? Like, you know, he's talking about the shark like so
2: he's got the bodyguards he's been chased they come he's in the boat and they're like oh this guy's uh, disguised as somebody else and he keeps talking about a shark coming up and I can't understand what was I kept expecting there to actually be a shark or something and that was the joke but then it sort of dawned on me they probably don't have the budget (laughs) For a shark, and then it's like, well, what's he gonna do? Is it like he's so good at disguising, and he's such a convincing disguise that he tricks these guys? N- no, he just no. fucks off.
1: No, uh, they no.
0: they they see through his disguise.
1: <laughs> they go, "You're not that guy from George.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he says, he starts chanting the mantra, "Stop being another person. Stop being another person." <laughs> Maybe this film is hilarious! No, it's not. It's not. It's only
1: hilarious because we're talking about it. Otherwise... No, yeah,
0: that, I think that's a pretty bad one. Yeah, it, it is a, just a moment out of nowhere and it's... Yeah, he keeps talking about the show. Where did he get the boat from?
2: No, it's uh, like this sort of cartoon world logic, isn't it? Like with the spaghetti on the heads.
0: Yeah, which I actually, you know,
2: I did laugh. I did laugh at that too. That's
0: not, that's probably my favorite moment in the film, up (laughs) there with a lady.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck.
1: The
0: spaghetti, just the way all those people just sat there with spaghetti on their yeah, heads, no, I just kept thinking, imagine being one of those actors
1: God, No, my note from that time was, it was when Dana Carvey started <laughs> it was when Dana Carvey started cheesing a group of people who had <laughs> spaghetti on their heads that I knew this was going to be terrible. Yeah <laughs>
2: when, when, he, when, when the solution to why there's spaghetti on their heads, his answer is, I'll put great, you, you knew that that was like, that was when I thought, oh this is like one of them big character comedian things. It's like a Jim... You know, where they yeah. just expect yeah. Jim Carrey or Mike Myers to improv something off the top of his head.
1: But the problem you know, is, Dana <laughs> Carvey's shit. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll say this, it's the one scene that looks like it's directed by a production designer. <laughs> it does look so bizarre and so sort of, like, otherworldly that all these people sort of sit there still with this spaghetti on their heads. It's true. Josh, what's your number five oh. worst moment from... El Mastero de Disguise.
1: I, oh, I know what it is. It's, okay. uh, fuck. Where's his name? Eric Avari. <laughs>
0: Returning star Eric Avari. Previously in Mr. Deeds. Two Eric Avari films in a row. We're very lucky.
1: I know, and especially given how he was, like, I don't think he was either of our MVPs last week, but he was up there.
0: He definitely would have been in the uh, conversation.
1: Yeah. And then now it's just nothing and it's terrible what he gets to do. He doesn't it's just really have sad. much to
0: do. He just comes, he's just like, I made that cigar for someone. Oh, and... yeah.
1: I suppose it's, yeah. I suppose that's why it's sad for me, but it's not hugely sad. is because, you know, after being like a scene stealer in Mr. Deeds, like a mediocre film, but he was great to being in a terrible film. Where he's also terrible,
2: but also he at least made some money for doing very little
1: work. True, so that's why it's number five. <laughs> <and not laughs>
2: I guess my
0: my number five would have to be. It's I guess it's not a moment, but it's just any. It's similar to yours in a disappointment <laughs> to seeing somebody in this movie who I could quite like, Edie McClurg, who plays Mama Disguisey, who I always remember best as uh, Mr. Rooney's secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh yes. But she sort of like has popped up in a lot of things. She's very she's sort of very capable comedic actress, and just in this has nothing to do really. No. And just no, Actually, again, probably one of the more sort of stunning looks in this film. Is when the hands come out of the flower (laughs) again another scene that feels like it might be a production designer directing this just a very sort
2: of surreal moment so that's the stakes for why James Brolin's doing like we've not even we've not even (laughs) explained what the evil plot is oh yeah true (laughs) like which is difficult to do because what the fuck is it but yeah, Devlin Bowman wants to steal all, like, some He wants to artifacts. national
1: treasure the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sell them all on black market eBay. Yeah. Which is not, which is a thing, apparently, that you can go on. But rather than it just it's being like, like eBay. It's also like a video host. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like, like <laughs> the, f- the first iteration of Twitch. Yeah, it's like eBay. Um, so he's trying to steal all these things but of course rather than stealing them he gets James Brolin uh, who is a master of disguise, pistachio disguises father mm. to go in disguises which turns out to be whatever celebrities were available that day oh, God. Um, and
0: he gets him to do this by having kidnapped his wife Edie McClurg feeding her like drugged nuts <laughs> and so she thinks she's in her kitchen which she is in a kitchen of sorts but a kitchen that could, if Devlin pushes a button on his watch, kill her.
2: <laughs> Until right at the end, when she's essentially free, she she's then like, can very easily put one of, put the hands in the flower out of business by just headbutting him. Yeah. And am saying, <laughs> to, no can, more nuts! So <laughs> the one leverage that Devlin Bowman
1: had, turns out he didn't have at all. It's fucking useless. Good god. <laughs> so,
2: but, so, but that like, makes me think, well, maybe she was in on it. Maybe she's like the mastermind. Ooh. Like, this the would mistress be my sequel. of
0: disguise.
2: Yeah, but, cause she obviously knows what the deal is, like, when she's stuck in the kitchen. Like, she what? knows what's going on, and yet she's let all of these crimes take place. So Jennifer Esposito plays, um,
0: Pistachio's assistant, because every master of disguise needs to have an dis- assistant. Like Doctor Who. Like Doctor Who. So, would Edie McClurg have been James Brolin's assistant? So, in some way, she would have had to have known. That was my assumption.
2: Because (laughs) I thought that that was the only... the disguises had to marry their assistants. It's
1: their mating ritual. Yeah. yeah, like in a creepy. <laughs> because as,
2: as the
0: grandpa does say, assistants have a tendency of falling in love with the master of disguise. Do you think you'll be able to resist Pistachio, which uh, Jennifer Esposito
2: finds amusing? For then, But then, you know, love makes us do crazy things, like fall in love or watch yes. this film, <laughs> For the love podcast. I feel like that is my fourth and third, and maybe every <laughs> remaining number is poor. Jennifer Esposito, who plays a character called Jennifer Baker in this, her whole life in this <laughs> film is just <laughs> tragic. I got the implication that she's a single mum with yeah. her with a child. She's but, a
0: widower, right?
2: Yeah, like she's she's at, at least divorced and is looking after this child. But then she's got a boyfriend, and the boyfriend is trash. So he turns up and talks to Disquezi, essentially after Disquezi has tried to sexually assault um his employee. <laughs> And then eventually convinced her to go on a date with a creepy guy because of contractual uh, small print
0: in the pop-up book.
2: Yeah, that's like because she says, "I'm really not comfy being put in this position." You know, as your employee, I'd rather not do this. And then he says, "Ah, but this contract, which you have never seen, says you have to." (laughs) It's a good family movie. (laughs) Yeah, just a bit fun. And then also, so the love of the the, who becomes the love of life, the master of disguise she's always a disappointment to,
1: because she's got a, a, to quote him, a butter butt. Yeah, the whole thing. Well, maybe this is the origin of negging. But it's not even negging, is it? It's just outright abuse and saying, your ass isn't big enough for me. <laughs> yeah, well, over, and no, over and over
0: and over again. It, isn't it sort of like, he learns to love women of all shapes, butts. Like, I guess that's he, his journey, <laughs> That's not it? The, that's what the an <laughs> <the room>. yeah. <laughs> Because Because there is the moment in which... Uh, the woman who plays the mum on Wizards of Waverly Place, who has an enormous bottom. But, but, bottom. Bottom. <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Buxom bottom. Sounds like something Terry Suave might say. <laughs> she seems to be interested in Pistachio after earlier spurning his advances. It's
1: because now he's a and, fucking alpha. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. But he,
0: he turns her down to be with Jennifer, so clearly he's learnt. Uh, rectum size. Rectum
1: it? size. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, do we need to go to school? <laughs> do an anatomy lesson. Your your whole the rectum is in your whole butt, Jack.
0: Yeah, but it's gotta be big if you've got a big butt. <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> the bigger the butt, the bigger the rectum. <laughs>
0: That's my family, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my I was wondering God. what that that coat of arms behind you said.
1: Yeah,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> it's in Latin. Speaking of
1: e, <laughs> speaking of E pluribus anus, did you know that this was produced by Starburns from Community? <laughs> no. Yeah. Do you oh, know well,
2: that he was on the Dana Carvey show, wasn't he?
1: Oh, was he? That's yeah.
2: right. Yeah. So, so it's worth saying. Um, probably the dana carvey is quite funny when he's not in this like the dana carvey show was a- was when it came out a big groundbreaking um alternative flop. comedy <laughs> well yes it was a flop but it's a become very critically plot. respected
0: yeah. Have it- has anyone seen the documentary on the dana carvey show no no oh it's really good i i don't know if it's i i've I watched it cheekily but I don't know if it's available anywhere other than Hulu.
1: Is that so, the um, is that the byword for pri- <laughs> for piracy? I watched it cheekily, Josh, we, we don't know who. We can't confirm <laughs> or deny.
0: I yeah, I, I I've seen it. It's on Hulu. It's so good because it's just right. uh, it's just a sort of documentary on why the show failed to find an audience. Mm. Um, Cuz if you look at like the Dana Carvey show, it has these incredible sort of people involved, like Starburns, like Steve Carell, like Stephen Colbert, all sort of getting their early starts on the Dana Carvey show. Weirdest sketch ever to open with is um Dana Carvey dressed as President Clinton breastfeeding some puppies. <laughs> See, that's
1: the sort of shit I can get behind.
0: But like it was like a sort of primetime sketch show, so like people finished watching whatever sort of normal TV show they have, and then suddenly the president is addressing them while breastfeeding some
2: puppies. You go. People just couldn't get on board with it. Did they not make the jokes clear enough? Was that it? It was, <laughs> it was too too what? Too, clo- too subtle. Was well, that- the thing is he's,
0: he's he's a master of disguise, That's so true. you know he can't he can't get it past me. Everybody thought it was too real. Good lord my my number four is uh similar to yours it's uh the interview scene
2: oh my god it oh. starts
0: so it's a uh pistachio has to find his assistant and him and his grandpa who is his sort of Jiminy cricket of the movie mm. have to interview people and the whole thing starts with just a montage of of them saying no to people
1: yeah this, it doesn't work as the kind <laughs> of scene that they want which is normally they have the people and they're useless and then it's like you see why they're saying no but this think is just of
0: like it, it, of the montage of rejected superheroes from mystery men Yes, yeah yes instead this is just like nondescript women and i think one man yeah g- being told no Yeah. no reason. And then just the grandpa just goes, Oh, what a bunch of useless people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's no, yeah, there's no comedy to be taken. There's no characterization at all of any of these people. They're just like...
0: And it's not even like, oh, none of their butts were big enough. Because they end up hiring a woman whose butt isn't big enough. Who does not have an ample
1: rectum. (laughs) Rectum too small. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I love it I'm sticking by it (laughs) I'm proud
1: Add it to your Tinder (laughs) I like big rectums and I cannot lie
0: Yeah The interview sequence is so sort of strange and yeah it's just a sexual harassment lawsuit waiting to happen (laughs) when Jennifer Esposito gets in there
2: It's another montage in this film that has no arc to it. There's no. so
0: many montages in this film.
2: There's no story... Because, you know, montage is an easy way to get a story going really quickly. Like, you know, to put loads of short scenes in to say, look, this is development happening, as you see. Yeah. And yet there's this one, and there's the one where he's training to be a Master of Disguise, and he's just terrible throughout all of that. Like, he doesn't <laughs> get... He doesn't get better at any point during the montage of being trained. And you then should- he's just released... The montage should always
0: sort of take you from point A to point B. It's a way of getting across information without having to be very descriptive about it and having a good song that like might imply that we're going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: going <Gotta> to have a montage. <laughs> it's basically that.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, yeah. I don't like this moment. As with many moments in this film, it's Uh, it's, yeah. Have you got a number four, Josh? Have you thought of one? The
1: the cynical slipping in of the dog to just be like a cute factor and calling it the cuteness.
0: I hated that it was called the cuteness. Terrible. I hated that other people than him called it the cuteness. Awful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Why did they entertain that?
2: It reminded me of Mariah Carey's leg you know mariah carey has a name for a leg is it the cuteness no it's something like that what's it called oh this is gonna drive me crazy small rectum (laughs) yeah she calls it the tiny rectum i i
0: I noticed at one point that the grandpa mentions that the kid the cuteness has been kidnapped along with the parents. But then the cuteness is in the rest of the film. <laughs> so that's just incorrect
1: information. <laughs> Why did they keep it in? There's
0: also the bit where the cuteness breaks into the bad guy's mansion, which I assumed was like part of the plan. Like the the dog was gonna be in on the plan. And then Pisachio appears and tells the dog to leave. He's not supposed <laughs> too dangerous. So no not part of the plan. Just a moment to get that dog in to eat what looks like an incredibly liquidy pie
1: <laughs> yeah that's true
0: that then pistachio emerges from in what is arguably his best costume it's yeah. definitely his best disguise. that or the grass with the yeah, on yeah
2: they're his best disguises are the ones where he's not playing to the whole point of this film which surely is meant to be a platform for him to either do characters or voices But the best disguises are when he is an object that cannot talk. He's either being
1: being a literal pile of shit or a pie. Both of which are very apt.
2: My favourite thing about both of those as well is that... um, So in the first one, I had to write it down. Um, In the first one with a cow pat, you said, uh, the, the, the security guard, they turn around and they go, I told you, there he is! <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> don't point to the security guard, hey, I think this pile of shit is a guy! <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next bit, with the cherry pie, the security guard goes, it's the cherry pie man, get him! As if there's anybody else in that <laughs> room!
3: <laughs>
0: I also, oh at, um, despite being a master of disguise, he forgets to change out of his cherry pie shoes yeah and uh is what gives him away being uh <sighs> being not the real bodyguard. that and being told his wife called and he said oh good and then
3: you don't have a
2: ed <laughs> 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 you got a number three i mean i feel like i've used them all on on poor jennifer As- <laughs> just jennifer esposito um, but I just um, the, the the Turtle Club. Why a turtle has the voice of Kermit? What that what, one like? They're both, get, green. both green. yeah. That's 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 it. And then like, the, so the Turtle Club bit—it's meant to be like a joke. Like, oh, Pistachio's a bit of an idiot, so he thinks the Turtle Club is is a club of turtles. So then his. Dis- <laughs> His disguise is not a turtle, though. It's this fucking horrible halfway
1: animal. <laughs> it's, it's another animal. It's a man with a shell suit, but not yeah. the not the good kind. Not a goldy looking <laughs> chain kind.
0: It's. It, I my my note is I genuinely don't understand how the turtle man character did not sweep the nation. <laughs> I,
1: turtle. <laughs> Why wasn't that shouted up like, and down the playgrounds? Like,
0: that like yeah, how well, my is, friend uh, tried. How is, how is turtle not Malav? Like, <laughs> like... Um That scene though does have another moment of sort of bizarreity where Pistachio bites the man's hey, nose the off. The man's nose off what In is that? a scene reminiscent of Batman Returns,
2: but <laughs> with less blood. A clean bite off. Like it's as if <laughs> it's as if his teeth were cauterizing as he bit that, and yeah
1: it's the grabbing the yeah, grabbing yeah. The thumb between the nose uh, between and the then fingers
0: returns it to him when the film remembers that it's a film for children <laughs> yeah,
1: not not a film about a psychopath and then <laughs> follows it up with him falling to the floor giggling and spinning around and then that's the end of the scene that's yeah. the end of the scene they're done they're out
0: so the DVD <laughs> cover for this like has like the turtle man quite featured prominently on the cover. Yeah, like, I think that's it's... what I remember. And I think as a kid before I knew it was Dana Carvey, I always assumed this was like a Harry Hill movie. Yes. And
2: I thought it was Rick Moranis from <laughs> that. Ooh. But that like that's so, like a, like somebody who that is just what they look like throughout all the film. Yeah, but God, the turtle man, I hated it. I hated it. Oh, so man.
0: weird.
2: So it's such a weird choice. and I, I feel like that's so much of this film, I think they had a, the best time in the world. When they weren't making it, <laughs> you know, like all of the jokes in it and everything, like, ah, oh, I'll be Quinn. Oh yeah, you can do a great Quinn. Do the Quinn now. Yeah, oh, yeah you wouldn't yeah. believe Dana did such a good impression.
1: All the they production did, they, they... meetings would have been fucking gold. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It yeah. Them.
2: and then they, they they came to putting them into a film, and they were just like, ah, no, let's not, let's leave all the context out.
1: No, exactly. Doesn't need it. I also love that they couldn't even make it a full featured length. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They got to 81 minutes and went, eh, done. <laughs> done I suppose.
2: <laughs> it does make me wonder though, why so it's they struggled to make the length. They struggled to make the length of the film and you can clearly see that because they've got montage they've got way too many montages that don't go anywhere. Yeah. But then in the credits it's like jam-packed,
1: full of scenes that they deleted. The credits are like, well, I mean, this was going to be my number three or number two or something. was just like, I've got no order at this point. But just that the credits go on for, I would say, six minutes. Six the or seven minutes.
0: are another movie in themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's it's the opening credits and the closing credits, I think, are the only thing that get this film past an hour. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I'd say so, because yeah. the opening credits are about ten minutes long. Of that <laughs> Why stupid it- pop-up book. Well, it's not Why a puppet Why did Happy book. Madison do this? Oh, I don't know.
0: Also, well, Dana Carvey is in Little Nicky. Right. Yes. Um, Very briefly.
1: Well, they've got a... He... Does the... What's his name? Whitey? Yes. Whitey shows up in the little book thing they have at the beginning. Does he? He's one of the... I swear the fl- he's one li- of the... The flip, flip books. So it's not... Yeah, it's one of those flip books, cool. listeners. Where it's like you have the head, you have the torso, and you have the legs, and then you turn different parts of the book, and it creates a new fun character. And I swear, Whitey's one of them.
0: It's very possible. Ed, did you know? Do you know the history of Whitey? No, I, I <laughs> might, I may know him if you tell me
2: who he is, but I can't. So,
0: so Whitey is a character Adam Sandler popularized on one of his comedy albums. It's a 16-minute-long track of Whitey, um, who is a short, elder gentleman who works as a basketball referee. He has one foot bigger than the other, um, (laughs) who makes his film debut in Little Nicky, where he's played by Dana Carvey, but not as a little gentleman, just as a sort of referee at a basketball game possessed by one of the demons. Mm, Right. Whitey later gets his own film in Eight Crazy Nights, which is, uh, yeah, he is uh, probably the second lead of that movie, which we're discussing next week. Oh, I remember him. I listened (laughs) to all 16 minutes of the Whitey track. Why? What, in prep? Yeah, in prep. Wow. Um, it's, I'll I'll send it to you, because you should probably have a listen.
1: Send it to me cheeky fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nightmarish the end credits that has the mini me, mini me Mario.
2: Yeah, just a whole bit with with a, a smaller person in that just does seem to be the only purpose is that mini me was such a surprise hit in Austin Powers Two.
0: This this film has more end credit sequences than like a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big, um, which is funny that. Captain America's the only thing that didn't make it in. I <laughs> do wonder if it's just because they couldn't get the rights to have the Captain America oh, costume so. in the movie. Yeah. Even before it was a popularised movie character. And this... it
2: wasn't hard at that time to get a Marvel licence, so that yeah. they didn't speak volumes. It's well, true. they spent
0: all that money on The Exorcist and the Jaws. Jules <laughs> themes. That proper end credit sequence, which is with the... Uh, of the man inside the slapping machine goes on for a while because it's like a shot of just the slapping machine you hear a noise he opens it there is the mini me slapping man mario mini mario in the machine yeah and he comes out slaps him runs away slaps him some more then we cut to a street scene of him running away and then we cut to them just sitting together where he does the sort of Ferris Bueller joke of, hey, the movie's over, yeah. why are you still here? And the screen goes down, and then comes back <laughs> up, because Minnie Mario wants to say goodbye. Yeah, And I feel like there's one more thing after that.
1: Oh, there might be, I don't remember. and I don't want to rent this film again to find out. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And also, it has the classic, like, showing the behind-the-scenes things happening when it yeah. says the names of the cast. And it's one of those films where it's like, you know, there's lots of films you go, oh, I wonder if this was as much fun to make as it was to watch. But this is, it was way more fun to make. (laughs) It looks like. I don't know. From that
0: look of Brent Spiner being like, fucking. I I don't think this film was more fun
1: to make. But he's dancing, he's having a good dance time. He's contractually
2: obliged to dance. (laughs) Hey, nobody's ever danced sad. Come on. (laughs) That's
1: true.
0: (laughs) I hate it when people dance in credits. It's one of my <laughs> least favorite things. It's also in another film I despise, *Evan Almighty*. Mm,
1: I was uh, going to say that's also why you hate *Slumdog Millionaire*.
2: It's true. <laughs> we should talk about that. Might be my number one least favorite thing on. Well, the worst thing in this film is the character, the the Indian character in this film.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's who I was saving for number one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think I really have anything else that could go at number 2 so it's, it's
0: I just... I do just before we get to oh, the EMA yeah. okay. I just yeah, want to yeah, yeah. say... bookmark that Oh and uh, because I had to leave while we were talking about the Turtle Club uh d- did you guys know that that scene was filmed on 911
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: No Oh no One so turtle
1: wait. equals one respect <laughs>
0: As the casting crew took a moment of silence and I'm really hoping that Dana Carvey was in the full suit.
1: God, can you imagine being on that set hearing...
2: He's in the dressing room, he hears the news, and he goes, should we take a day off, Dana? No, no. The people need this. (laughs) The
1: people need this! The people need something to laugh about. The people need this,
0: turtle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so curious to know, like, at what point of filming did it happen because if it's like if it's early on it makes a lot of sense because then you just feel like nobody was bothered after that nobody really wanted to continue <laughs> yeah. so there was, like, oh.
2: was this the result of like cultural trauma and that's it's why it's, it's all over the show in fact that actually makes this if, if you look at it through that lens this is actually you know what i take it back i love this film.
1: it's a cry for help <laughs>
0: We did talk as well on Mr. Deeds about how it's been affected by 9-11, so this is sort of the other side of the, the
2: coin. Cr- it's the crumbling of American exceptionalism <laughs> This is thing before film. your eyes.
1: Yeah, so what, Mr. Deeds was filmed before, and...
0: Yes, because they had to digitally remove uh, the World Trade Center from Mr. Deeds. Yeah,
1: so it was affected, but this is the first one. Like, this film was created by 9-11.
0: <laughs> this is the direct result yeah. of terrorism. Yeah, <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> Well, so, my number two moment sort of ties into this. He doesn't look like George Bush! (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't look like George Bush! So when Devlin Bowman uh, just goes up to him and asks to take a picture with Bush, I'm just like, that ain't Bush! (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a vaguely okay impression, impersonation. But it's, it's basically yeah.
2: his same impression of doing Bush Senior. Yeah, well. it's a, it's about as good as anyone's impression of Donald Trump.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Like everyone can kind of do it, and you go, "Yeah, yeah I get it." Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, that's
0: yeah. But like, that's the weird thing as well. That that's the film's big sort of. Climax. Mm. Which I'm guessing they just had to film quickly because the Captain America stuff got turned
1: (laughs) out. Dana, who the fuck else can you do? Bush, I guess? But only the old one. No, you need to do the young one. Very quickly, my number two is uh, all the uh, just all the celebrity cameos.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, what? You've got um, Bo Derek.
0: Bo Derek again. Another thing that I'm just like, does who does this audience know who this is?
1: No, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> no, in
0: her full like outfit from the movie Ten. Yeah. So you've got Jesse the Body Ventura. Yes,
2: sure. It's very Jesse. The, the
0: the good thing about these cameos is that they are always referred to by their full name.
1: Full name, yeah. That's very useful.
0: Jesse the Body Ventura, who has uh, who's dull or not doll, action figure, is shown in the film, which I believe was available for purchase. And I do wonder if it was sort of like contractually obliged I'll be in your film if we show my action figure. Do
1: you reckon that's the same for Jessica Simpson as well? (laughs) Because her song Because her song's playing.
2: I do. Probably the biggest cameo in this movie? Yeah. It's a very Mike Myers thing, isn't it? That's like a very Austin Powers move. To have just a celebrity in there, and the joke, you know, like how Burt Bacharach is in every Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. But Burt Bacharach is like part of the
0: soul of Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) But eventually, but not for you know, it's like a little aside, and then also when Mike Myers kept putting Justin Timberlake in his films. Mm. Yeah, and the the joke was, it's Justin Timberlake. He's not a, a movie person.
1: But he is famous. Where it's like the whole intro to Goldmember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is just cameo, 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 cameo.
2: But again, a lot funnier than anything else. A
1: this lot funnier movie. and a lot bigger names.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's meant to be quite a get in it. Like, oh wow, I can't believe this guy just turned up in it. Like Ozzy Osbourne in Little Nicky. Is yeah. such an on the nose appropriate person to have in it that it's funny to have actually Ozzy Osbourne as a cameo. Jesse the Body Ventura, not sure if, <laughs> if that's really like a. Oh right, yeah, no, that is the only person who can get the Liberty Bell. Fine, yeah, but yeah. no, well, who, who's Classic. um,
1: who's Michael the Johnson,
2: fast man, Michael Johnson. Yes, but I I have I I, I will say I will say that I. Quite fi- I find that sort of part of the film quite good. Well, the <laughs> heist. <laughs> the, yeah, the heist bit. The bit where Devlin Bowman... If it was just a film of James Brolin being forced by Devlin Bowman... All the scenes uh, in the car.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: all of those scenes. If that was the main film, and that it was like a ludicrous sort of producer's style anti-hero farce... I think that would have been quite a good film. Yeah. Or not, not, or, okay, it would have been better than this film.
1: Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: totally agree. You know, with especially with the bizarre celebrities, like, you, you could chuck in Shaquille O'Neal as well, and just all of these, like, sort of, on the sort of famous enough that you would probably go, yeah, I kind of know them.
1: True, although Shaquille O'Neal obviously becomes a major player in the Happy Madison universe I'm sure. about ten years from now. <laughs>
0: While while we're on cameos, there are a few more I'd like to mention. Mm. The Sprouse Boys, Cole and Dylan Sprouse, uh, from Big Daddy, play Young Pistachio. Yes! uh, Whose um, voice does not sound as Italian as it does later. (laughs) He grew into it. Again, their impersonating of people is just speaking in the same sort of cadence. Yeah. (laughs) As well as um, regular Happy Madison player Kevin Nealon shows up as uh, the black market eBay
2: guy. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Who, in the credits, asks if the master of disguise can disguise himself as Barbara Streisand, who is James Brolin's wife. Um, Then asks if he can disguise himself as uh, Britney Spears. And finally... The Olsen twins, implying I think that he wants to have sex with the master of disguise, whilst disguised as I believe two fifteen-year-old girls. I was
1: going to say, how old are the Olsen twins at that point? Because that really stuck out. <laughs> i like, that's still. Too- but that's deliberately maybe like
2: no, I'm I know not, like no, I know I know when I say that sentence like that, <laughs> it sounds as if from my tone I'm going to go no 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 <laughs> let me defend. <laughs> but but they they set that up where he goes oh that's gross and then he goes to the Olsen twins that's yeah. true, it's good. Final
0: cameo I want to mention is uh, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> who has- one line in this movie, but is in the end credits really high up <laughs> and, all says, yes. <laughs> and says Keenan Thompson as himself. <laughs> so And he nails his Which role. is you know what? I'd be angry if I was Keenan to be put in this film as myself because it is him watching the black market eBay auction. So it implies that this guy that Keenan in his spare time Hangs out watching Black Market stuff. Keenan is, like, credited above, like, the rude waiter.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> who has, like, two scenes. He has a whole story. <laughs> he's got an arc. Good character. Poor guy who falls in love with uh, Disguisey when he can slap. Him. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, that guy is in Mr. Show. He's great. He is a re- He's is really he good. The Sarah um, Silverman Show. Yes, yeah, 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 Jay he, he plays the policeman in that. Yes, he does. That's oh, my God, boy. he's so funny
0: in the Sarah Silverman
1: show. Yeah, he's great.
0: Yeah. I didn't recognize him without the mustache. Yeah, those are those are all the cameos. Keenan's probably my favorite cameo of mm. them all. All
1: right, fair. let's get to the smallest rectum of all. <laughs> the Indian character.
2: Does he have a name? Yes, he does. His name is Prince Jammer. Oh, yeah, that was
1: it.
0: <laughs> so I, uh, my note in this was just like... I've just got major Apu vibes mm. from all this.
2: Yeah. But Apu is still, still more sensitive portrayal <laughs> than this. Uh, it's just, it's bizarre. Like, so as the first disguise that he, when his granddad takes him under his wing and says, Right, I'm going to teach you the family business of being a disguise. After dude. a
0: montage of him learning.
2: Oh yeah, what? sorry. And there's that balloon suit which he just gets too fat, floats up and then gets popped. And that's the one thing I took away from
1: and the montage.
0: failing to eat apples with fake teeth.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Over and over and over <laughs> yeah. again.
2: I thought that was alright, actually. <laughs> I quite liked that joke. I was just just thinking, like, how many undercover missions is he gonna have to eat apples on? You need to use your dentures. Come Maybe on. Maybe it was prep for
1: the turtle. What are
2: you... For when he yeah, bites the nose. You need
1: to bite a nose yeah.
2: clean off. That should have been if like a bite
0: line after he's like, I can't believe my nose. teeth stayed in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. I Just saved to tie up,
2: tie up that plot line. No, don't need to. <laughs> So it, so he's done the montage and this is meant to be like the the moment where the the where pistachio is like utilizing his skills for the first time it's like that I think he's got it I think he's got it and what they think he's got is the ability to do an incredibly broad <laughs> racist caricature of an Indian man <laughs> Which I don't really but like. He, as a master of disguise, when is he ever it, no at no part in point in this film does he go to India? No, for one. So even even if this was a vaguely realistic portrayal, it's not useful. <laughs> he, <laughs> True, he, it's It's um, absolutely not useful. About he them.
0: can't do it until he does his become another person mantra. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that comes Sorry, from. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes, you're absolutely. I take it. You know what? I take it <laughs> back. The scene killed. Okay.
1: Yeah, cool. <laughs> Completely necessary, I'm glad they did it. I take this off my list. (laughs) This is now a perfect film. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: starting to get those Amazon reviews. Josh,
0: did you prefer this movie to Joe Dirt?
1: I think I did. I think I did. Because I laughed once.
0: (laughs) I'm going to say I didn't. Really? Because... Whilst I hated Joe Bones, <laughs> and hated it a lot, it was more because it bored me, yeah. while this film actively annoyed me. <laughs> and, and a moment I forgot to mention in my bottom five, I like it was the moment where uh, Dana Carvey starts going, I'm going to be a master of disguise, I'm going to be a master of disguise, that I sort of thinking, I would rather watch... A movie of the crazy frog. <laughs> Carry on watching this man.
3: <laughs> this man.
1: Yeah, no, my overarching takeaway from this film is just like it is a study of desperation. Like, mm. every scene of this film screams of desperation of, like, find me funny, <laughs> or find you, something yeah. funny about me.
0: Do you think yeah. they thought it was funny when they were making
2: it? I hope They so. must have done. I hope. Well, this is what I was... Just when, just when you'd gone off mic, mm. Jack, what I was saying to Josh is that it all feels like inside jokes. Yeah. It all, feel, it all feels like they had a great time riffing in the writing room. About something, but they completely forgot why it was funny, yeah. <laughs> and they just remembered a stupid. Which voice. is
0: probably what we'll discuss next week about Whitey in Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like this movie at all. I yeah, it's it's the worst one we've covered so far, and possibly one of the worst films
2: I've ever seen. Wow!
1: <laughs> I see, wow. Yeah, it's definitely one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> there's no, there's no question. I.
2: I I came into this, like, I started watching this film knowing it was bad. Like, I knew the infamy of it. And it didn't, in a way, I quite liked it. <laughs> bec- because it didn't disappoint me. No. I guess so. Like, you know, I didn't, it, it is really bad. And it is really bad by its own merit. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like, a, like an indie film that's bad because they didn't necessarily have the budget mm. for it or anything. These guys had every opportunity to make a great film. And they did it. And they
1: fucked it.
2: But they really did a bad job. There
0: are bad films that I do
2: enjoy. Cats. Like, cats. Cats comes into this category. I would do a night of Master of Disguise (laughs) and Cats.
0: I'd watch Cats again before I watch this again. Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Give me that over this. I love
1: that film. Um, Hook.
0: Freddy Got Fingered. No, not Hook. (laughs) Hook Down there with this
2: is hook back jack really like, hates do hook you
1: think Hook's jack bad? really hates hook
0: oh mate you'll hear on the mr deeds episode where me and josh go head to head on what's worse tron or hook
1: <laughs> i'm right
0: <laughs> or are you yeah <laughs> I, I probably would watch Hook again before watching this, or at least watch at least 80 minutes of the near three-hour <laughs> runtime of Hook.
2: It needs that time, Jack. I mean, to its credit, it does not out... It, well, it does outstay its welcome, but just about. <laughs> like, it's barely long enough. I didn't know if you were talking about Hook or Master of Disguise. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it, it does... here's it, it a film that I did... It, I think it's Along with Joe Dirt, the only film I've, like, consistently been checking, like, how much longer is left. Yeah. (laughs) The first time I did it, I was only 19 minutes
1: (laughs) in. Same. And for a film that's only 80 (laughs) minutes long, seeing, like, getting, I yeah, because I stopped it about 20 minutes through and was like, Jesus, an hour, an hour more. (laughs) I checked three
0: times. I checked at 19 minutes, at 50 minutes, and then an hour
2: and five minutes. (laughs) the so 15 minutes the only, minutes t- the took only... A long time i i checked the time on this once um and it was because the narration had started again mm. 45 minutes from the beginning of the film <laughs> it just remembered oh shit we had a narrator at some oh, point
0: yeah. in this. did do you like cuz the the first narration bit had like a pause for laugh yeah <laughs> it's a shot of Bo Derek a freeze frame on Bo Derek and the narrator just goes this is my son and just silence (laughs) waiting for love and then he goes most people thought he saw vacuum cleaners door to door but there's more to the story than that And, then, never and then at to no
2: point you. is there a travelling salesman. No,
0: because he becomes a man who works in a restaurant.
1: <laughs> Jack, have you got any fun awards?
0: I do. I do. This film, surprisingly, has one sort of prestigious award nomination. It was up for the Hollywood Makeup Artists and Hairstylists Guild Award for Best Character Makeup Feature. <laughs> up against The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, wow. which won, for for Elijah Wood. And red dragon for Rafe Fiennes, which I'm guessing was just all the tattoos
2: and teeth. Does it say? And teeth.
0: Does it say which which particular character? It, it just was? says Dana Carvey. <laughs> ah, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Probably when he was playing himself. <laughs> Uh, this was also up for a Kids' Choice Award, the favorite of the Happy Madison.
2: Yay!
0: Stadium. I believe I, I, believe I mentioned this nomination last week. It was up for favorite fart. Yes. <laughs> Did yes. it win? Yes. Uh, it lost to Scooby Doo. <laughs> cool.
2: Oh. and there is a scooby-doo joke in this is there? That... yeah when one of the one of the henchmen that's right the <laughs> yeah, i'm telling you man that it's scooby-doo is cgi i oh, didn't believe yeah be that was it's really so really strange. Strange. <laughs> it's Like, what's the point in it was that? like two
0: months after scooby-doo had come out they must have adr'd it in there is some bad sound mixing in this film there are moments where it's where there's like an adr Line of dialogue that does not sound like it's coming from the same room <laughs> as the rest of the characters. Oh uh, yeah, Scooby Doo won. Uh, other nominees were for Mike Myers in Austin Powers and Goldmember. I'm guessing as fat bastard. Yeah, and I'm gonna mispronounce her name, but Magda Subansky, from, uh, best known as the as the farmer's wife in Babe. Uh, yes. <laughs> She was, got Best Fart nomination for the Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. Another film that I feel like could only oh. exist in 2002. I don't even know what that is. You know the Crocodile Hunter? Steve Irwin.
1: Oh, him. Steve Irwin.
0: Yeah, it was a film about him. Oh, wow. Like, like a fiction film.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> but he plays himself. I, I, know, I know I said I was watching True Identity, but that's <laughs> going to have to wait, baby. But here's what... Here's what I would like to say is if you look at who it was produced by, you see Judy Bailey, whoever, Arnold Rifkin, fine. John Stainton, well he directed it, makes sense. Bruce Willis. Whoa! Maybe after we're
0: done with the Ernest movies we can do the films produced by Bruce <laughs> Willis.
2: That's not
1: canon. We're not we're not doing the Ernest <laughs>
0: films. Are you are you a big Ernest fan, Eddie?
2: I'm aware of Ernest. I, think I watched I watched one because we had the Disney Channel um, and they used to play Ernest on that mm. all the time. Um, I think I watched one and it really, really u- upset me. <laughs> like the, I can't remember what the joke is in it, but there was some sort of joke that was just meant to be fun. But as a child, it really upset me. And so I was always a bit wary of Ernest from that day on.
0: I'll we'll have just... you back on for Ernest Goes to Africa.
1: Fuck off. <laughs> but, like, he has similar vibes to Pee Wee Herman And by that I mean just like Deeply upsetting Deeply malevolent And upsetting bad, bad,
0: bad. This is also nominated for Worst Supporting Actress at the Razzies Who do you think The the award is nominated to? Uh,
2: Jennifer Esposito? No I mean that's fair because she's a total jewel In this utter shower of shite uh, The, the mum? No nope. Uh jessica simpson no
1: but you're close for a dollar name a woman <laughs> there must be another is
2: it the is it the olsen twins because they're mentioned <laughs> it is bo Derek. what <laughs> bo Derek was nominated for worst supporting
0: actress what? She does lost, this run lost she didn't do anything to bad madonna for <laughs> die another day
1: wow, wow well at least like Madonna has a speaking role Yeah, Madonna. I think Bo Derek has
0: (laughs) one line where she's just like, "Oh, this life is hard," and then he pulls off the mask, and it's.
1: I did think the mask technology was really, really good.
2: They're not real masks, (laughs) Josh. But it was very mission. It 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 was just the technology of Mission Impossible. Yeah,
1: I know, I know, but I was yeah, because I was like, wow, it's but it was good. good. No, like not possible tech. Yeah, it looked really good. Real masks, Josh. It's a so is, is No, I know, but I mean Ethan, the CGI looked good. The CGI did but, not look good. It looked good on my TV. <laughs> so,
2: so my question here is we all know that the master of disguises, the disguises you have to inherit their mm. technology. So is Ethan Hunt <gasps> a disguisee?
1: Shared universe. Good question. Yeah, is that
0: Is that number how oh, is is that the next one? Where he finally meets MICU. up with his his brother, Thom Pistachio, Ethan Disguisey.
3: Oh God! It could and suddenly be he's
0: just like it, it would be great if in the next Mission Impossible, if he puts on the mask and just starts going, becomes someone. <laughs> <let's> become someone. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, you never know. So maybe
1: it's um, Simon Pegg's character is the disguisey because he makes all the masks.
2: Yes. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to infiltrate the. Yeah. Tur- <laughs>
1: Do I have to dress as a turtle? It is in- it is expected and encouraged.
0: It's not though. It's very it it's br- very rude to do so.
2: <laughs> I don't understand why why when he turns up as a turtle, more people aren't surprised because by it. Because they're all shocked
0: <laughs> that nine eleven is happening at the same time.
1: <laughs> a better joke would be <laughs> the ultimate distraction. A better joke would be he's in London. And they have to go to the Groucho Club. Well, well that probably d- did happen
0: when he's dressed as Groucho in the deleted <laughs> that scenes. That's <is> true. <laughs> so we, each week um, we pick an MVP and LVP from the movie. Eddie, hey, do you have an MVP or an LVP? And if not, do you want to go last?
2: Uh, let me think about okay. this. There's a lot to choose from.
0: Uh, Josh, do you have an MVP? Yeah, it's Jennifer Esposito. Josh... It's my same MVP. God
1: damn it! <laughs>
0: Every That's who week I was now.
2: gonna go for because she is the she does keep it together. She's like the heart of this film. She brings a realism to it of somebody who is desperately trying to keep their shit together in order to get <laughs> yeah, a paycheck.
1: Totally, and she even somebody she in even such f- fake laughs when he messes up a line. She, you know, she just keeps it going. She's like ha ha ha, but she's done. That's the real acting.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's.
1: That's why she was nowhere yeah. near a razzie.
0: <laughs> she's the only one who plays it like something weird is going on.
1: True.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because they never, you're never quite sure if this is like a world like with the spaghetti heads. Is this a world of whimsy and and wonder? Is this like just? Is that the standard of the world? Because clearly, it seems to be a world where if you can slap a man to the floor, you're now mm, the king. True,
1: but that is the real world also. <laughs>
2: Sure, <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. So my my MVP, I think, would be James Brolin, ooh, because because I do think if it was just him and Data, it would be a great film. You do yeah. know that it's it not would,
0: always it... James Brolin in the disguises. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Excuse me? So the worst actress nominee, Bo Derek, is, is is playing herself.
2: I thought they just did the voices, but he was in the
1: disguises. <laughs> or they skinned them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They flayed they them.
2: Flayed <laughs> and stuffed.
1: That's why you never hear from Bo Derrick anymore.
2: <laughs> it was insult Simpson. to injury, the Razzie nonf, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yeah. Good choice. I mean, solid Italian accent on James Brolin, most Italian. But man. he
2: just—he plays it. He plays it as it should be. You know, like he's this sort of straight-faced. He's not letting on that this world is a no. joke. Like th- his reality is real here. Like Jennifer Esposito, for them, this is their lives. <laughs> this is the terrible world they <laughs> exist in. Whereas Pistachio's all over the show in what is real and what is like. What's a what's an ad lib joke? Is that? part of this world? Is that not part of this world? What's going... What is this? Do, do you
0: think that to support her husband Barbara Streisand has watched this movie?
1: <laughs> I hope not. <laughs>
2: no <laughs> doesn't she isn't there a story that she refuses to go to see her film her husband's
1: films or her friend's films
0: <laughs> i'd like it <laughs> just, just and i think this was the James reason Blaine. why <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you think this is the film that got josh brolin wanting to become an actor yeah <laughs> <laughs> he saw this and went well if he can do if he can do it then maybe yeah he,
0: he was so holding out hope he, he's like if dana carvey can be the, the son of a master of disguise. Maybe I too. Maybe Ow. I can be
1: Thanos. <laughs> I mean, that's a good disguise. It's a very good disguise. You'd never know. That's what made him want to snap. Josh, do
0: you have an LVP? I do. Oh shit!
1: It's the Lumiere brothers
0: for inventing preventing
1: cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! For inventing narrative cinema. <laughs> That went through okay. decades nearly a century of permutations to end up here <laughs> so that's why I've got it's a dickhead answer but it's the one I'm going with
0: um I'm, I'm gonna be far more boring than that Dana Carvey LVP yep. uh, that oh, or man. whichever producer was like on 9-11 we need to keep filming
1: that was Starbabs <laughs> 100% that was <laughs> <laughs> so we not
0: can't, we can't stop
2: we need to keep on going. My uh, my LVP would be Jim Carrey. Uh, but turning that... because if if he'd only accepted this role his career could have survived this. His fucking career can survive him having having an emotional breakdown in every interview he does recently. <laughs> God, that's true. Um, it's true. Sonic the Hedgehog you know, one of
0: the highest grossing films of the
2: year. Exactly. And he was fine in it. <laughs> He was fine in it. And, you know, he's not too far off doing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. Like, he mm. could have survived this terrible film, whereas it ruined Dana Carvey.
1: That's true. But do you think, can <laughs> you we... see Jim Carrey blacking up? Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I you do. can. Every night when I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> my nightmares.
0: For, for a terrible film, it is quite easy to forget. True. Like, I didn't. it didn't linger with me at all. So
2: I guess that's positive in a way. See, I want to show it to other people and watch them watching it.
1: Mm. They are cruel. Maybe <laughs> but, once this podcast gets thousands of listeners we should try and work with the Prince Charles Cinema to put it on. Uh... <laughs> Do a
2: disgazing night yeah. where you have costume competitions. Perfect. I don't want to
0: encourage people to dress up as that as that prince character. No, but we could we could explicitly
1: say if you do turn up as that, you will be banned
2: from. Yeah, don't 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 copy my costume, please. Um, <laughs> can
0: I give you the taglines for the movie? Oh yeah, go on. Is there are two on the poster.
2: <laughs> two,
0: two. The first one is not very good. One thousand faces. And not a single clue. <laughs> I
2: didn't quite like that. This is—I'm not sure if I was the right person for this because it seems like I've come a U-turn and really enjoyed this film.
0: That's great. It's good to have a different perspective. True. And uh, the 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 one I quite like, "Disguise the Limit."
1: Oh, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: That's nice. Eddie, how can our listeners who have sat through our talking about Master of Disguise? Look, Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to chat about?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, if if you've heard that I'm a man who has gone through a whole journey of hating a film to loving it, (laughs) and you want to join me reading a book that I thought initially was a bit dry, but now is pretty alright, listen to my podcast, Eddie Hurst Podcast version of The War of the Worlds, where um, each episode I read a chapter of the book, War of the Worlds, and then I go off on tangents, look at all the many adaptations of it, and also some of the Bits of it that no, we're a bit problematic, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so it's a real mess. It's
0: sort of similar to us each week going for a chapter of the Happy Madison film on <laughs> yeah. finding
1: everything problematic increasingly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is there any way they uh, people can find you on the old Twitters or
2: yeah, I'm there, I'm at EDY Hurst on there because that's how you spell <laughs> my name, um, <laughs> I don't know. um and uh, at the moment, I'm do stupid statuses and videos about Christopher Walken for some reason. Oh, nice! Just, nobody see, nobody likes them. <laughs> like, but I, I just feel like, if the quan, because I, have done videos that people enjoy. Like, I, I do things people enjoy on Twitter. But this is the thing that brings me the most joy, is doing these things that.
0: It's kind of like your master of disguise, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, like you know, yeah. it's, it's a passion project for you like this was for Dana Carvey. I just want
2: to see how far I can get with <laughs> them.
1: That's the thing, you have to keep making the things for yourself and then eventually the audience will find you. That's what I love. Of course, <laughs>
2: uh, Christopher Walken,
0: star of Joe Dirt and Click. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be getting to that. Josh, how can people find you on the Twitters?
1: Oh, they can find me... P uh, A P S B Y. That's Papsby, like Gatsby, but with a Paps. P A B. Fuck. P A <laughs> P S B Y. That's it. You find me Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, letterboxed, whatever.
0: You can find me on all those platforms as well at J F G in digital three D. That's the number three D. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's good man it's good and one day you know what digital 3d will come back again i don't want it to. <laughs> and uh yeah as always wherever you're listening to us if you can leave a review or a rating we'd really appreciate it um i mean if people are giving master of disguise five stars on amazon <laughs> you can give Absolutely. us five stars well next
0: week uh we'll be diving into the animated world of eight crazy nights We can finally talk about whitey (laughs) monsters.
1: Yay.
0: And as always, uh, ah, horseshit. Keep your rectum small. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys.
3: Bye.